Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Okay, thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Brian Asio. She is the CEO of Van Life App um, that has over 10, tens of thousands of users and is partnered with Good Sam, Mercedes, Ram, uh, has hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, and is just about to close about $500,000 in seed funding for this app. Brian, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited that I get to talk to you today. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll talk about Van Life app. It's a really amazing app and it does some pretty phenomenal things. But I wanted to go into a little bit about, you know, your kind of your founder story. Where did you grow up? Um, and what was your first, you know, what was your reason that you wanted to become an entrepreneur and, and work for yourself? Mm. So I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California. It's just north of LA. And, and, it's a it's a pretty like upper middle class town, great education system, but my family was like poor in this mm -hmm. town. They just wanted me to have a really good education. So um, we lived there. Uh, neither one of my parents were entrepreneurs or business people. They had pretty low financial literacy. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't really get an education on entrepreneurship or how to save money or anything like that. Um, but I think that entrepreneurship was kind of just like innate in me. Like when I was young, I had a lawn mowing business and, uh, or I was just little and would like knock on people's doors asking if I could do their lawnmower or do their lawn. And, um, in high school I had a video production company. So I, I was always like doing something and I didn't know that it was entrepreneurship. I thought, it, it, mm -hmm. you know, I was just looking to make money. Um, right. so yeah, that's kind of me growing so did up. You, did you have like a, an education that was, you know, more business oriented? Was it just like a general like education? Were you homeschooled? No, I, I, I went to public school. I ended up actually like dropping out and failing out of community college because uh, it, it wasn't like I just didn't know how to do college. I dropped out of community college too. I just I, I was like a couple quarters away from like finishing my degree and I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, at that time I started working for Kirby vacuum. So like I was slinging vacuum cleaners, like $2,000 yeah. vacuum cleaners door to door. Yeah, they make a lot of money doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, I would never do it again. It was a great <laughs> learning lesson. Well, now you can't even <laughs> do it again. If you knock on someone's door, it's like, you know, you're about to get shot or, you know, yeah. what's wrong with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, like I felt stagnant. So I, I did go back to school. I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in communication. When I went back, I just got super passionate about like um, social justice issues and communication, especially yeah. around people with stigmatized identities. So I, I wanted to be an intellectual. That was like my goal. So I went back to 
college, got my bachelor's degree, went on to get my master's degree in, uh, in communication. And I taught at San Diego State University, which awesome. is actually the place where I got turned on to st- the startup world. Of course. Yeah. SDSU or San Diego in general is a huge personal development. And I got started in entrepreneurship here as well. I mean, this, I got exposed to it. Um, so it makes a lot of sense, you know, that you're in there. So you be teaching there and how did that first like exposure happen? Uh, so San Diego state has this program called the zip launch program okay. and it's meant for students, but it's like a, uh, an incubator, um, type of program. Uh, but faculty could get in. So because I was teaching, I was full-time teaching. I was able to get into that program and I had this idea of building a, like, kind of like co-living co-work spaces for van lifers. Um, and when was and this, when was this whole that, zip launch program and everything? That was in 2017. Okay. I believe maybe 18. Actually it was the end of 2017. Cool. Yeah. So that, so that, that, so your first initial idea and your first main big, big, big success is van life app. That's kind of like your idea kind of stemmed from zip launch, but then it turned into van life app. Yeah. So it, it was a little bit of a, a crazy journey from there. So what happened was my wife and I built out our van. We were like, we traveled a lot internationally. We wanted to explore the United States. And I was always into real estate as an investment. Uh, so we built out this van. We were like, okay, if anything hits the fan, then we can just sell it and we'll have equity in it. So mm-hmm. we ended up building it out. We grew this following on Instagram and people kept telling us like, you're living my dream. And, um, that makes me sad because I want other people to live their dream. Like we don't, yeah. we were teachers. We didn't make a ton of money, but we still lived a life that made us happy. And, um, from there, as I was starting that company, I was all, I also started two other companies essentially at the same time. Cool. So one was a camper van upfitting company, uh, called SD camper vans, where we built out 30 a year, um, like vans that look like this one. I'm in now. And, uh, the other one was a fleet of rental vans. So we had 12 rental vans that we rented out. So simultaneously I was basically running three businesses or trying to build three businesses and teaching full time, which is, was not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had my hand in a lot of places at the same time. This was all from 2017. So within about a year you went to, you know, um, SD camper vans building, you know, the camper vans and then, then renting some of those vans out, selling other ones to people. Um, and then through that process, I'm assuming you figured that, you know, your clients or customers were going out and they were trying to explore with their camper van and you, you, then you identified another space that, you know, was missing in this whole area, which was the van life app, which is, can you explain by van life app, app and how it kind of correlates with these two businesses? Yeah. So the van life app really helps people find destinations. So whether you're camping for the weekend or you're going on a long road trip or you're living full time in an RV, um, you can find your destinations for camping through us. One of the major problems with RVing or camping in general is that it, the one, the sites that you know about are always sold out Mm -hmm. and everything else looks like a parking lot, but 
after four years, three years on the road, I can tell you like I'm in beautiful places constantly that nobody knows about. Um, so really we wanted to bridge the gap between people having this desire and investing money into going outdoors and them actually finding the places to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's an amazing mission and a goal. It's, it sounds like it's a huge, it's a huge need. Um, I'm curious on how these spaces or how these like destinations are found and how people add them on the map. Do you add all the locations on there? I mean, I think I saw that people can add them themselves. Yeah. Um, so the, there are over 200,000 places in America you can camp for free on public land. So Bureau of Land Management, National Forest, um, there's like 12 different agencies that have land, public land that you can camp on for free. But mm-hmm. because they're public land and run by public agencies, the databases suck. Like there's no centralized database of locations. So what we're building is both a mix of like pulling in APIs and also uh, also like user generated content. So far we have about 20,000, just over 20,000 locations on the app. Uh, the vast majority of them are free places that you can stay. Super cool. And people can create their own destinations. Like they can just go in and they can say, okay, like I found this really awesome spot and it has space, blah, blah, blah. And they can put pictures on there. And so there's a lot of user generated information and then also API generated information from current mapping systems. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. It's super rad. Uh, so, so what, so how did you guys eventually partner with like good Sam and Mercedes and these other companies? Um, so we kind of built up a reputation in the van life space. Um, we, we hold events every other month. I've been doing it for the past three years and we get upwards, uh, like up to a thousand people at these events on Fiesta Island for like one, one day and people wow. come from all over the country. So we got on a lot of people's radars. Um, yeah. So working with good Sam, like really for the event series is what they uh, come in and we work with them for. Um, we don't, we try not to do advertising. Like we, we really are, are very conscious of the products or the services that we recommend because uh, it's our reputation on the line. And mm-hmm. um, we have to really believe in, in what we're, what we're promoting. So, um, you know, yeah, we brought these people in for different events that we were doing because um, they were aligned at the time. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, there's a lot of success, I think, oriented around this whole space. Uh, so the ways that you've been able to create revenue from this whole thing, it sounds like there's different, you can host events, you can create, you know, event-based thing. I'm sure there's some kind of subscription that's on the app as well. What are the different revenue streams that have been able to be developed through this? Yeah, so... Um, we will be having a subscription, like a premium subscription service that has offline capabilities and, and um, other features that I, I'm, I can't discuss yet, but we'll have a premium subscription service. We did have one when we first launched the app. Uh, we had about 1,500 people paying for the subscription. We since then decided to pull it back mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to build out the app a little bit more before we started charging for it um we also have like a marketplace so if you this is something that we're currently building um private land uh so like airbnb for camping so if you want to go camping 
or if you have a property that that either has a driveway or a gigantic backyard or something like that that's really cool you can list it on the app and we have about yeah. 50 properties doing that right now with that's our super beta cool. what does it cost usually to like rent that space on their property it could range anywhere from like, you know, you want to rent out your driveway for $5 a night just to like crash or a couple hundred dollars a night. We have, we have one property that has like a glamping TP and outdoor <laughs> shower and toilet and all um, outfitted for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So awesome. it can definitely range. It's like an Airbnb space for like camping and RVs. Yeah. That's so yeah. smart. I love it. So there's so you're so now now you're you know, you did the first, you know, year or two, I'm sure in development, and then you're figuring out, you know, um, like different ways that you can create revenue stream. I mean, obviously, you need people like there's no real value until you have the people, right? Because once you get the people, you get the feedback, you understand what they need, what they want, and then you can figure out ways that you can, you know, possibly add additional value. And then from that additional value, then you can charge, you know, some dollar amount for it right um exactly which is great but you need the people first right you need to like it's like the the prove it before you like do anything right like the testing the market okay is this a good idea a lot of entrepreneurs they they you know they don't do this they don't they don't go out and test their product you know like it's like having a lemonade stand you got to go like okay like let's see if people like you know this flavor or this flavor you know and people don't do that and then they're not successful or they just think too much you know so that's pretty fantastic that you, you know, you had a lot of experience with, you know, the SD camper vans doing that for you built out a lot of them and then renting them. You have a lot of feedback from there and that kind of gave you that a really lot of stability to go in and go through this for this direction because you knew it was like a necessary piece. And um, so last thing we want to talk about is the pandemic, like how this has been affected. I mean, were you, are you a futurist? Are you an alien? Because I'm curious how you even got in this space before a pandemic happened, which was 2017, you got in 2020, a pandemic happened. And that's really surprising because now it's like just blown up, right? I'm sure you're just seeing extreme amount of flooding and that people are looking for these app, looking for this app and looking for camper vans. So, I mean, how has this been affected? I'm sure really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the pandemic first happened, I, I started freaking out. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to affect us, but um, ultimately it, it's affecting the camping and RVing space in a very positive way. Like mm. we're seeing record sales, record like rentals. Um, the issue is still there's a bottleneck around the destination. So we have now more people wanting to rent RVs or go camping and less spaces available. Um, so which really drives a need for our product, um, which is why we're, we're doing our funding round right now to help us build it out a little bit faster, um, so that we can give people the destinations and the information that they, that they need. Are these sites just getting over congested because there's just not very many of them that are on the map right now? Yeah. Uh, so not our sites, but if you go like most people, when they go camping or RVing, they go to places that they hear about. So San Alijo or South Carlsbad, mm -hmm. try to make a reservation at South Carlsbad or San Alijo. It's like impossible. You can't get it. You can't get a reservation until months out. Um, wow. And that was pre COVID post COVID. You have a lot of these places still shut down. Mm -hmm. And people just don't know where to go. So what happens is they'll end up in a Walmart parking lot or like on a, in a rest stop or something like that. Cause they have nowhere to go. Um, and uh, the whole, what we're doing is 
like maybe 10 miles from that Walmart parking lot, there's this beautiful place like the one I'm at. So we want you to be able to find those places uh, last minute because not everybody has the, you know, the privilege of booking a campsite several months in advance. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just getting crazier and crazier, right? So the yeah. direction is kind of go towards that find individuals or pieces of people that have pieces of property that you can, you know, kind of do that Airbnb model on. Is that like the main focus for 2020 moving forward? Because we don't know when these recreational sites and state parks are going to open. Right. So it's like, can't just stop people are, people are going to still want to find places to park their RV. So what's the direction on there? Just building out that specific side of it. Yeah. That that's the, there are two primary focuses. One is taking the information we have and making it easier to digest and make customizable to your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is to really build up our, our, our private property hosts. Um, and this is a brand new feature. So uh, it's something that we're, we're developing using the lean startup model, like fast iterations, lean uh, and learn from, from our beta testers before we develop the full feature. That's amazing. Wow, that's really cool. I mean, you have a very, very special, super niche business <laughs> and it has a ton of potential. Uh, so I'm really excited to see, you know, where it goes and, and, and where, you know, van life uh, and all the other different things you guys are providing, um, you know, where they, where they head off to. Is there anything that you're looking for right now from our listeners, anything, any individuals or any kind of developers that you're looking um, to maybe hire through this whole like seed funding process? Is there anyone that you're looking to maybe bring on board? Uh, we will be hiring for a content person and a marketing person. We have our our tech team in place, so we're we're all set to go on the tech side. Um, but yeah, if if anybody is a marketing professional or a content creator, um, I'd lo- I'd love to talk with you. Um, yeah. Other than that, download the app, check it out, try try going camping. There's like, I mean, I think most of your listeners are in San Diego and mm-hmm. right outside of San Diego, there's a ton of places that are just amazing to, to visit. So. Yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Cool. Bull brand. How, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, I know they can just download the app van, van life app. I'm sure it's on the both stores, Android and iOS. Um, how did, how does anyone get a hold of you if they want to, you know, anything like marketing firms or any individuals that are looking at just go to your LinkedIn or do you have an email address you want them to reach out to? Yeah, go to my LinkedIn. It's Brianna CO or, uh, Brianne at the van life app.com. Okay. And reach Perfect. out to me there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we'll have you possibly on the show a little bit later on this year to see the progression is going and, um, you know, we'll see, hopefully we'll see you on the, on the road. We uh, will definitely follow you. What's your Instagram so we can kind of check out your Instagram as well. Uh, the van life app and my personal Instagram is the ladies van. Okay, perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, stay safe, stay safe out there and we'll see you on the next one. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to the iSmart podcast show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? 
We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.